Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To the Tay and Todd Washington football team podcast. This is Tay, and we are coming at you for a recap of the week six blowout loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Todd, I have determined that I will not get a haircut until we get a win. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> At that rate, I may not get one until the draft, but Todd, how you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I would I definitely wouldn't recommend that. Uh yeah, you know. I find myself, I have matured in my fandom of this team. In the past, like, my Mondays would be kind of ruined or a lot hard. Now, I did have a job I hated, but still, my my Mondays would be much worse uh, after losses. But now, and then also, like, the season would be less enjoyable as a whole. But now, I feel like I've gotten to a point, and it's kind of a good spot to be in, where I still get mad. I'm mad more so, or I'm, like, annoyed during the game while they're losing once they lose there's a little bit for a little maybe like an hour or less and then i'm good and i want to watch the rest of the the week's games and i enjoy it and i'm probably not as active like i don't want to watch high well i don't want to see them talk about how we lost a lot but i still want to see what happened in other games and stuff so the lows are not as low but I know that like when they win now and ultimately when they win big things and have legit success, the highs will be as high as they've always been. So I like that level of maturity I've reached. Are you there? Yeah, I, I, I may be lower. Uh, I think, honestly, <laughs> I've got to the fact where someone said that we were trash and I just agreed with them. And it felt so good to agree <laughs> with them because they, they, they expected an argument out of me right. and i was just like yeah we're, i mean we're, we're bad i mean like right. what, what, yeah exactly that's what i said <laughs> you're right and then it's like they just shut up and then they felt bad for me i was like yeah man, man sorry it's whatever you know but you know i i've come to the thing i was i'm not gonna lie i was hot this week because that's a game again although it's pat mahomes and i and although i thought we were gonna lose like we did um i feel like that's a game they could have possibly squeezed out with the fact right. that they settled for that field goal or not even mm-hmm. got blown out, but it could have been a lot closer. That's the, that's what I didn't want. I didn't want the team. I wanted to, I knew we were going to get blown out, but I wanted it to just, ha- I wanted it to just happen. Like yeah, don't yeah. play with my emotions for a half right, and then right. blow me at the end, you know? So that's, <laughs> that's what I was a little frustrated about because like, mm-hmm. I mean, the defense played well in the first half. Uh, they had some turnovers, some big plays. I don't know yeah. what that contributed to. Two or three in the first half. Two interceptions, exactly. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So the defense did their job, I think. Mm. It's just the offense did terrible. Yeah. They had uh, they had three three turnovers in the first half, two interceptions and a fumble, the right. defense, and held, and held the Kansas City Chiefs to 10 points. So let's talk about that. 
after we tell you, as always, to go check out our sponsors, Hot Chicken Kitchen in Woodbridge, Virginia, and get a Nashville-style chicken sandwich, chicken strips, chicken and waffles with some crinkle-cut fries with some seasoned, seasoned salt on them, and and then get your credit fixed through, through Dunpro Financial. If you want to buy a car, buy a house, get your credit. Even if it doesn't need to be fixed, get your score higher, get a better rate, save some money. So check those things out. Those links are always in our bio. Yeah, Tate, so like we made predictions. You said like 63 to something. I said 50 maybe something to, mm-hmm. to 20 or 30 something. And yeah, I agree that like the fact that it was closer and that it was a game really up until that missed field goal and then they scored that following drive, which they scored the touchdown after Montez Sweat lined up in the neutral zone, made it worse. It would have been better if it would have just been like 28 to, to nothing at halftime, right? Right. Uh, so you got, so you, they've had, they had two turnovers against the Chargers week one. They had an interception last week against the Saints, just one turnover, right? And then they got three. No, they had a fumble, they had the fumble recovery. Against the Saints, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. So they had four through five weeks and then they got three Mm -hmm. and then they, they held the Chiefs to 10 points. I, I'm curious to know how much of that was the defense playing well, how much of that was the Chiefs kind of being off. It was probably a bit of both. Defense mm-hmm. played better in the first half. But then your offense doesn't show up against the worst defense in the NFL. And and that's what I talk about when I say why can both side never show both sides never show up? Why can the defense never have a great game and the offense? It's always one or the other or season. It's always like over the course of a season, it's always one or the other. I mean, I guess the simple answer is because they don't have – the players who can perform consistently well on both sides of the ball. So sometimes some players play well on one side and there's no reason to expect players on the other side are going to play well. But I mean, it was 10 to, it was 10 to 13. Washington was up with eight minutes left in the third. Now let's talk about that decision to kick that field goal because riverboat Ron, right? But that wasn't, that wasn't riverboat. That wasn't riverboat against a regular team. Now, if you were playing, maybe the Falcons or something, I I may give it to you. It was, what, fourth and six at the 24. I may give it to you. Sure, Hopkins needs to make that kick. But you know, you know for a fact that kicking field goals will not beat the Chiefs. You don't, you never stop the Chiefs. You only contain them. Mm -hmm. They are going to explode at some point. You, You have to get up enough as much as you can and just hope that when they do get going, that you are up enough to where you can ultimately win. Kicking that field goal was just, it was, I hated that. That's probably the least favorite decision that Ron Rivera has made since he's been here was kicking that field goal there in that situation and not just going for it. Yeah. I'm, even I'm, if he made, I, even I, if he made the kick, I would have been mad. Go ahead. I, I wouldn't necessarily have been mad. I think that gives you a good, I mean, first of all, they got conservative on that drive. I, I think the yeah. play calling was suspect. I think that mm-hmm. was bad play calling. They should have had seven. No matter what, I think they got – whatever's going on with Gibson, they may just need to sit him and get ready for next right. year and right. put somebody back there that's right. not going to – like give these guys a shot, man, because he's tiptoeing yeah. and plays are there, but it just doesn't yeah. seem like he's 100%. Uh, for that, I don't know. I, I think I'm – I don't know. Just because the play calling was so whack, mm-hmm. that's the only reason I'm like, all right, kick it. But because okay. what we lost yards, I believe he, he tried to run a screen to Humphreys. I think. Third and two, they tried to run a little bubble screen, and yeah, they lost four yards. 
You see what I'm saying? And then that, yeah. if you were moving forward, I would say, okay, but that drive was just terrible. So I, I can see why Ron kicked it. But the fact is he cannot make field goals. So it's just like. Uh, there's no reason to like rely on Hopkins to, he has more momentum shifting field goals misses oh, yes. than makes. Yes. Right. And I mean, I know if you look at the numbers for this season, he's not like the worst in the NFL, but it, mm. it feels like he is like, it mm -hmm. doesn't, it just feels like when you really, really need it, then it, I mean, he got lucky against the Giants, or they are one in five. He got so yeah, lucky yeah. against the Giants. Yeah. I hated it because they had already kicked two field goals in that game uh, earlier on. They kicked one from the 32, and they kicked another from the 24. And I wasn't as upset about those in the first half, trying to get some points on the board. But now, being where you were, and then the fact that Taylor Heineke has that mobility and that ability to run and to move, and with the way they're calling penalties now and roughing the passer, it's just the odds are in your favor to convert there on fourth and six, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I just, I hated, I hated that decision so much. And then you see that's when the game was lost ultimately. Now, again, Montez Sweat lining up in the neutral zone or it's a tie yeah. game and you get the ball back. Obviously, that doesn't happen. But it's it sucks that the, the best game the defense played, they still gave up 31 points, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. this game feels still it was better than week one against the Chargers even. But right. they still they gave up thirty one points. So I think a it, part of it had to do with, with the offense being so bland and yeah, I think stagnant. you know, stagnant. And oh, I yeah. think it made the defense you gotta convert on those turnovers, man. You that's three I mean, turnovers. You, you can't expect them to get six you, turnovers, you know, like at some point <laughs> you have to convert. Right. They got an so the first interception punt. Then they got the fumble, and they did score. Then they got the interception before the half, and they weren't able to do anything with that. So, I mean, that last one, you really just stopped them from yeah. scoring. But, I mean, the fumble, they weren't able to even flip field position. I think that's the you most see. frustrating part, right? Uh, or, I mean, the interception, they weren't able to flip field position. They, mm -hmm. they, they got it, and then the Chiefs got the ball back with, uh, with pretty good um, – with pretty good field goal position, with pretty good field position, and got a field goal. Uh, I thought, you know, like I thought, Jamin Davis played a solid game. You saw him attacking really more well. for sure. There were a couple plays at least where he was he was just running. He was just going. He wasn't hesitating. Here's my kind of ideal because linebacker is probably the most reactive position in the game, right? You know, as like as a cornerback, you can backpedal. As a safety, you have depth and you can backpedal or you can stay where you are. But as a linebacker, you have to go forward or backwards. You and you can't you can't hesitate, basically, as a linebacker mm -hmm. more than any other position. I think that's fair to say. In my mind, you study film, uh, you have experience, all these things based on certain formations, based on certain things you've seen, based on certain things you know, you have to be able to anticipate what's about to happen. And in doing so, you are going to be wrong. The hope is not to be right every time. It's just to be right more than you're wrong and be in your responsibility. So for, for Jamin Davis, he was just he was just hesitating. And to me, that's the worst. I'd rather you be wrong attacking yeah. than just hesitate. Because if you are if you attack, you will be right sometimes. You'll be right. wrong. As a rookie, you'll be wrong. You'll be right. You'll get better and better. And then you'll start to be right more. But if you hesitate, you're not doing anything. So right. I feel like he was attacking more, just going. And I'm sure he was wrong a number of times. I got to watch it back. But he definitely he had some plays where you saw his speed. Cole Holcomb had had one play in particular, the, the offensive pass interference where he was. That was great coverage against Travis yeah. Kelsey. Uh, I mean, Benjamin St. Juice, you didn't hear his name all day because the ball wasn't be, being thrown his way, you know. So I, I thought defensively they – I mean, Landon Collins, 
he was still not great. He had, you know, Bobby McCain still missing tackles. William Jackson, I thought, had a really bad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like at this point, there's no reason to expect the defense to have any sort of significant jump forward, right? No, I, I actually think I actually think they'll be. I, I, I mean, think this that, was a step. The defensive line is getting there. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The defensive line is getting there, so I think that's a step forward. I think you're not going to see anything. First of all, we can't pay the safety position that much money ever again. Um, <laughs> I think it's hard to live up. You're, you're better off with six-round picks, seven-round picks, fifth-round picks at that position, personally, unless you can get a guy in the second. Unless, but uh, Maybe a true free safety. Uh, yeah, true maybe free a safety. True maybe. center fielder. Yeah. But those guys don't get on the market. No, they don't get on the market. And I think Landon Collins is about done here. I think yeah, – sure. um, I think you need to you think you need to move up Reeves. Um, I want to say something. I think Everett. or Everett, yeah, or Everett, either one of those guys. But I think they're not in a bad position because they're still in line with what we predicted. I mean, if you record can wise. go up record wise, yeah. If you can, you could, there's a possibility you can still go into the bye week four and four. I mean, obviously you're not. It's Being a high Packers. No, I'm just saying it's a highly. It's. I mean, there's always a possibility, but yeah, um, especially on the road. On the road, it's going to be tough. But if you can get that yeah. one, and then go against the road, and then play a Denver team that's not looking good at all, um, I, I don't know. But I just think that the defense did show signs. I think Chase had another sack, which he was good. He had, he had a lot of pressure. And he had some pressures. He's 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 getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. I, th- I think he just has. I think he just has to kind of build his way up during the right. season, at least yeah. through his first couple of years. I'm sure he'll have his year where he starts strong, but I think he's oh, still yeah. getting to that. And, and I'll tell you what, if we can talk about Chase Young for a minute, I have some questions about what the defensive line is being coached to do. It's mm. specifically the ends. Because I wonder if they are being coached to rush somewhat, you know, past the quarterback like their their pressure should come from around the edge to force them to right. step up. Expect the interior defensive line, which is strong with drawn uh, Payne and John Allen, to to you know force you know the quarterback to step up, and then they collapse the pocket that way. I can I feel like to some level that is what they're being asked to do because the the amount with which you know Chase Young and Montez Sweat are just going around going around the edge behind the quarterback. I know they're better than that, Tay. Yeah, I know they're better yeah. than that. I know they have inside moves. I know that they can win other ways. Yeah, that's weird, right? To, to me, to some level, probably not every single time, but to some level, that has to be the plan is, hey, or at least with some of these quarterbacks, hey, let's try to keep them in the pocket. Our edges are, are mostly playing contained, which would, mm-hmm. is what that would be. And then the defensive line, the interior defensive line, is supposed to collapse the pocket from the inside. And then what happens is the edges get too far wide, the defensive line collapsed the pocket from the middle, and then you got two clear running lanes, and that's yep. what, that's what's happening. Yep. So I wonder about that, and I wonder if we're seeing more success because they're gonna do they're doing things differently on the defensive line. Uh, but I mean, to me, the reason why I don't expect a significant improvement from the defense is because the D line continues to get there, but the coverage continues to be a problem. I just don't yeah. think they have the players to cover now. I I I do I do believe if you were to replace Lennon Collins back there that you'll see some level of improvement, but I just like William Jackson. I just 
is it what he's being asked to do? I mean, I, he, he's not doing a great job when he's when he's either playing man or playing a, a man match his own defense. He just I, I don't know if he's up to I don't know if he's up to snuff or or if he's really just a big body cover guy. But when he's when he's downfield, they said the reason he didn't have picks in Cincinnati was because he wasn't tested a lot or or, or whatever it was because he can't get his head around. Yeah, <laughs> because he panics because he like just starts flailing uh, yeah. around. So I, that's the only way to me that they start winning some games here is if we start to see a significant improvement in coverage on the back end. Right. I think the key that you, that's, that's the word coverage. Coverage has to be it. Linebackers look, Cole Holcomb, like you said, he looked good. Jamin looked good. He's coming along. We haven't uh, noticed now, any, nothing's been worse since Boston got hurt. I'll say that. Go ahead. Exactly. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Even the, even and Jamin played a great game. Had led the team with eleven tackles, I believe, I and so. uh, he got put on his butt once. But I mean, that's part of it, man. But, he's not. You know, you know he's a guy. he's a tweener. He's yeah, a young guy. Eleven tackles. But, yep. See, that's that's solid. Mm-hmm. You know, that's solid. So. Yeah, and the QB, that was a good one. That was he closed. Yeah. You saw his speed yeah, really, really yes, well. Yeah, you saw one. that speed. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's going to come down. The coverage is, is huge. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to have to bench some players. And I know Ron made a made a comment in his press conference saying that you know he's going to, it's going to come down to coaching. Maybe he has to do some things with coaching, and maybe has to coach a little bit better. And I'm thinking that's going to come down to making some adjustments. He said Landon Collins is better at the line of scrimmage. Near the line of scrimmage, that was huge. Finally, they're they're seeing this because he was just missing tackles, and I think Landon's time here is done after this year. I think they're going to. I mean, what Cam Curl I mean, played? For sure. Yeah, Cam Curl played about percent of the snaps, and then McCain. So the question for me is why was he why why are we at week six and that's just now happening? Because you're paying this man, I think you have to kind of see what he. I mean, if you're paying him that much money, you can't just pay him to sit on the. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right, uh, and like, it's still. I, I, I can only be so critical so far, and I, I, we can be critical. I'm saying personally, I try right. to give more grace than as fans we tend to, because I'm not. I'm not talking about everyone else. I'm including ourselves in this. Fans are very quick reaction. Someone has a bad game, mm-hmm. bench them, cut them, and obviously that's not how the coaches have to operate. But you say something like Landon Collins plays his best ball at the line of scrimmage. Okay, well, I was on Dame's dropback, or we we were both on. Did I go on there? Yeah, we were both on there. I don't remember mm-hmm. if we were on there twice, but we were both on there. And he asked us the question about Landon Collins, and I said he he can't he can't be relied on in any deep safety responsibilities, coverage and cover three, cover four, cover two, cover six, anything deep zone safety responsibilities. He cannot be trusted. And what, like, I know it's not as cut and dry every play. There are going to be some situations, but mm-hmm. defensive coordinators can do that now. They can put guys only where they need to be. We've been known that Landon Collins can't cover downfield. <laughs> we knew that we before can't. the season started, Tate. So why was he out there starting and playing two and four and all these? Last year he was terrible at that. Week one last year he was terrible at that. And then his best ball. Towards line of scrimmage is still not great because he's still not a reliable tackler. He's still not an instinctive player. He still plays flat-footed and reactive. He does not attack downfield. So, I mean, it's whatever, I guess. But 
I guess it, the, it's just like, why do some of these things have to be realized now? Yeah. They should have kind of been known, but you know, whatever. Like you said, they paid the guy. I guess. Yeah, they they paid him, so you gotta you gotta see what you got. And I think I think that phase is over. I think you'll see him. Um, it, it's over for him. It has to be. He, he you just cannot miss tackles. I'm talking about big tackles that he missed. Yeah, but I mean, behind the line of scrimmage last week, Kelsey's game against Taysom Hill. Yes, Kelsey. Uh, Sway Run posted a video on YouTube just showing all of them. And when you watch them all together, it looks like one of those circus videos with the music that's like, dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. like mm-hmm. the way he misses the tackles is just sloppy, which speaking of missed tackles, William Jackson is another terrible tackle. I think we knew this, but good Lord, Mike, like yeah. there was some, there was one play on third and five with Tyree kill. I think Bobby McCain ran down, who was another mm-hmm. terrible tackler <laughs> ran down and it's Tyree kills for sure. You missed the tackle yeah. by McCain. Tyreek is, is two yards behind the line of scrimmage on third and five. William Jackson stops at the line to gain like you know how you square up on a guy third and 15 and you're five yards past line okay let's square up on him see where he's gonna go William Jackson stopped at the line to get at at the first down and all Tyreek Hill had to do was run and get it that's the sort of thing that's just frustrating I the, the he dapped him up right after it. I'm like, come on, like, why are you dapping him up right after? Yes, he dapped him up one right after that. I think that was the come play on, where man. he dap, him in. dap after the game. <laughs> don't dap. I, I yeah, I don't. So I mean, like, like the defense. They were 11 for 16, I believe, on third downs. Um, let me make sure that's right. 11, the 11 for 17. The Chiefs were, as always, there was a, there was a penalty down in there too. They're mm-hmm. always allowing a third down penalties one or two a game on top of their already like 60 percent third down conversion percentage so i'm i i had i just have so few expectations for the defense and that's why when you talk about the long-term prospects for this team if the offense was struggling but the defense was solid you would say okay look we still just we need to find that quarterback which we Mm -hmm. do they do but with the defense being what it is now it's like okay we need the quarterback but if we get the quarterback Next year, is the defense going to give up 57% of third downs again? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's less yeah. clear of a direction than we at least hope there would be this year. And yeah, well, the thing is, the defense last year didn't start off like this. Um, well, they started off similar to this. Yeah. So it's, it's still a long season, so a lot can change between now and then. But as of now, there's more questions than there are answers coming as, as opposed to what it was coming into the season. We thought that we were literally a quarterback away, but I've kind of adopted right. the fact that we're just bad. We're just a bad team. We're, we're so like, and so that's the thing. Um, that's where the winning the division and the seven and nine. That's where the like the jaded impression came from. Yep, because yep. and and Ron Rivera was clearly trying to rebuild this organization. Mm-hmm. He said that, and then his actions showed that. And then when the division was terrible talked about Dak Prescott getting hurt. Then it was like, okay, we got to go try to win this thing. Obviously the yeah. players are not thinking to rebuild. The right. head coach, the front office, they're thinking rebuild. The players are thinking win this game, win the division. You got to give them that chance to do that. Unlike mm-hmm. what the Eagles did which that, that was in week 17, which that's just terrible. You can't do that. You just, you can't yeah. like clearly intentionally try to lose games. So Ron Rivera had to give them a chance to win and they did. But like you said, so we thought, okay, well, we're quarterback away. Then you have Dan Orlovsky and people saying they're going to con- compete with the Bucks for the NFC and and their favorites in the NFC East and all this sort of thing, come to find out they are still a rebuilding team. 
Yep. The defense was second overall, but it's so Washington for them to be second overall, but look at who they beat. Look at the quarterbacks mm-hmm. they faced and who they played. So it's like now is the reality check we were saying before the season. I know I was saying I need to see this defense against some good quarterbacks because last year the best quarterbacks they played gave up 30 points to all of them. Mm. This year, that's the same thing they've done. They've yeah. given up 30 points. And it, and so I guess that's where the the frame of mind has to change. Now, I'm not out on Ron Rivera. I'm fine with giving Ron Rivera five years short oh, yeah. of like an a, a 0-17 season or just mm-hmm. a really terrible season because we because firing the coach after coach after coach is like that hasn't worked. And I think Ron Rivera really can do what it takes. Anyone now you gotta you gotta be with me on this one, Tay. Okay. People people point to Ron Rivera's record with and without Cam Newton. Cam Newton was an MVP. He was a very good quarterback for a period of for for like 10 years almost, right? And then when he got hurt, when he was hurt his last couple years with Ron, that's when things went downhill, and that's when he eventually got fired, right? Mm-hmm. So he lost his franchise quarterback, and he had trouble winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you could win without your franchise quarterback, tape, but, but how many head coaches do you think would lose their franchise MVP caliber franchise quarterback and still have so much success? Look at Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look, like, look at what happened when, when Aaron Rodgers has gotten hurt with the Packers. Look at the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Like, it, to me, it's not fair to say Ron without a franchise quarterback is nothing. Of course he's not. What, what head coach yeah. can do it without a franchise quarterback? And like you said, we got to give him his chance to get that franchise. I know I, we got to see more discipline. We got to see them build up the defense more. We got to see things change defensively, schematically, whatnot. But what head coach would lose their franchise quarterback who's played at an MVP level and just continue to have the same level of success? That's 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 unrealistic. I mean, even Andy Reid without Donovan McNabb and then without Michael Vick with Kevin Cobb could not have success. Mm-hmm. So if Patrick Mahomes got hurt today and was out for the season, the Chiefs would be struggling. So exactly. to me, it's just not fair to, to same thing with the Ravens, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin without Ben Roethlisberger, like, come on now. So that's where I'm at. That's why I can't be out on Ron. People care a bit too much about what he says. Like, oh, he said this. And then he said that he's the head coach of a, a football team. Of course, he's not mm-hmm. going to say everything that he means mm-hmm. exactly how he means it. He says he's not going to make changes. Of course he's going to make changes. Why wouldn't he make changes? <laughs> he may not do it when you want to. Maybe yeah. he should have done it sooner, but if he, he's going to make changes, but he also can't just make changes immediately. But at the yeah. end of the day, the reason why I'm fine with giving Ron Rivera five years is because he needs a chance to build a team having a franchise quarterback established. If he yeah. fails to do that, by all means, move on. If he refuses to do that this offseason, I'm going to start feeling a little shaky. But it's... There we that's the thing we gotta stop doing, Tay. We gotta stop doing it. We did it this offseason. We did it last year with Dwayne, did it this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Heineke. We mm-hmm. have these expectations, like, well, maybe they can do it. Maybe this no, if we don't have a franchise quarterback, we won't do anything. End of story, done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't top that, man, but I I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with giving I agree with giving Ron five years and um he, I mean just He's a good coach, two-time uh, coach of the year. Um, it's a reason. It's a reason. Guys respect him. Guys respect him, and this is just a bad team. I mean, you can't expect this. They're like all oh, the same thing since Jay Gruden and Jim Zorn here. That's not true. That's totally not true. Same. I, I, I can't that. stand that. So whoever's yeah. saying that needs to just shut up 
and and watch <laughs> and watch this man. You got to think of all he's going through. He had cancer last year. Then trying to trying to weed out all this culture stuff and just trying to build a team. Started like six quarterbacks. Started six quarterbacks. You know, and then like, like and then like and then. And like, I don't know. I, I don't want it to seem like this is a Ron Rivera love fest, but let's just try to be like practical here. He tried to sign Amari Cooper last season. He decided mm-hmm. to stay with the Cowboys. He tried to trade for Matthew Stafford. He went to the Rams. He signed Curtis Samuel this offseason. They found Logan Thomas, which was a good acquisition. They found J.D. McKissick, which was a great acquisition. They built an offensive line that's playing very well. And they added skill. They added, you know, rookies. And they added Dami Brown this year, but injuries look who they look who the, the the offensive skill position group this week against the chiefs was basically the same as what we were used to last year because mm-hmm. curtis samuel is hurt because because deami brown i can't even judge him because he doesn't have a real quarterback throwing him the ball mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's like they're trying things and and some things are working and some things aren't working but the one thing that can hide lots of the failures ultimately still is not in place which is quarterback but like I mean, they they signed one of the best quarterbacks and free uh, cornerbacks in free agency, and he's still finding his footing. They signed Kendall Fuller, who had a really good start to last season and a solid year, and he's just down. They signed Ben. I mean, they drafted Ben St. Juice, who's off to a good start. Cosby's off to a good. Like, let's not pretend like good moves haven't been made, and like we shouldn't have expected there to be failures. Mm-hmm. And also, I know teams organizations can turn it around quickly these days. They don't do it without a quarterback, so. Nope. Same thing. Nope. Like the, the nope. Cardinals had the first pick. They got Kyler Murray, and then they made good moves after that, and that's why they're six and zero. But without mm-hmm. six, without Kyler Murray, they are not six and zero. Nope. No questions asked. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like Ron Rivera has, he's he's had he he took a bad team, that three and thirteen team with Dwayne. A terrible team. I mean, was probably worse than the the teams than the Bengals that finished with one win that year. We just mm-hmm. managed to beat Kyle Allen and um, the Lions backup, whoever that was, yeah. right? But like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a rebuild. That's and that's that's the I don't I, like. I they could be two and seven again this year, which would suck because again, you'd like to see more progress. I expect to see more progress, but I still, I'm still with it. I'm still with. Ron. Yeah, and, and, and you have a lot of build, a lot to build on. Like I said, you get a you get a franchise quarterback. He has a lot. He has a lot. And yeah, and my theory is I mentioned this before is that he, I think they must love someone in this draft class. That's I'm the reason why they didn't that. sell out. Yeah, we, honestly, I don't know why they didn't go up last year. But my theory is you got Herney who's coming in the office. You got uh, what's my man from. Um, from the Lions Mayhew. that came that drafted Mayhew. Mayhew. Mayhew came in, came in, he drafted Stafford. Herney was big on Herbert from what I from what I'm hearing. And I, I mean obviously there's articles out that says that as well. But um their quarterback, they they, they are hands on and they know Turner, how to Scott pick. Scott Turner seems like he can evaluate a quarterback too. Yeah, and Scott Turner too. So I think my theory is the reason why they didn't move up in four and 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 give up all that capital is because Either A, they wanted Stafford, and two, they must really love a guy in this draft class. And I know a couple of names that were thrown out there is Howell. They had a lot of time to, see, to watch him. See, they, they drafted his receiver, so they've seen all his throws. Yep, and I think Herney was at that UNC combine, which would say mm. – I don't know if Herney was – I don't know if Howell was throwing. Sure he was. I'm that, sure he was. But that could be um, something right there. And then you got Pickett. 
So I think I think they like a lot. I think I think they like a couple of these guys. And in they this like draft. this class better, maybe. I think so. so. I think so. And like that comment I made on Scott Turner evaluating quarterbacks. Uh, I think if you view Heineke through the lens of a starter, then you're going to say he's not he's not good. But if you view Heineke in terms of a spot player who can come in or a backup, I think he can be a very good backup. Mm-hmm. For him to be undrafted out of ODU and for Scott Turner to be the only one at his pro day and to, you know, really uh, have an eye for him and for he's for for him to for where for where Heineke came from, that's impressive for me from yeah. Scott Turner. So right. um that's a fair point. Now, like let's ask let's 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 talk about this because there's like there's no point in talking too much about the game Sunday. We touched on it, right? right. But I like to like talk about things as a whole. If they had traded up for like Justin Fields regardless of what he may or may not be long-term right now, the team probably wouldn't be much better. No, sir. I don't think fields would have played much better than Heineke to this point. Okay. If yep. he was playing at all, mm-hmm. however, they'd be down a number of draft picks. Now I'll be the first one to tell you, I wanted them to trade up. And if Justin Fields goes on to be an all pro quarterback, then I'll tell you it was a mistake not to, or if Mac Jones, who <laughs> let's talk about him for a second. That dude, he, he he's doing some things. So, I think I think Jones is is very serviceable. I don't think he's going to make it. To, I think he's fringe, like franchise fringe. quarterback. I, mm, okay. I think I think he needs the. I think he needs those weapons. Like if you put those weapons around him, I think it'll be very very good. But he's not like a guy who, who who's just going to do it like a Kyler Murray who doesn't I, need really. No no no, no definitely I agree. I think if they if they give him great weapons because oh, he's yeah. doing it with average weapons. If he has some really exactly. good ones, I think he can be really good because he can he he can make some plays and make some throws. But, um, but, you know, to say, well, maybe they not only were they night, they had the 19th pick, so they didn't want to give up a number of assets, but you have to look ahead and, and Ron hired Mayhew and Herney last off season, not the off season before. And they sat there and they looked at the guys this year that, that were realistic, right? Which was not, um, Trevor Lawrence, which was not Zach Wilson and which became pretty clear early on. That was not Trey Lance. So two options. They like like they like Lance out of reach, mm-hmm. like especially once the uh, Niners moved up. So the real, I think, I, although I think they, I think if they wanted him, I think they would have got him. That, that's from just nineteen my to three. I mean, where did the Niners move up from? From twelve, and they gave up. I three think months. if they, I think if they wanted him, they could have got him, bro. Mm. I think if they See, really, really wanted him, they could have got him. Man, I don't. Know. I, that's the the other question is would the who was that the Dolphins at the third pick. Because they moved back to 12 and then up to 6. Mm-hmm. Would they have been willing to move all the way back to 19? They wouldn't have been able to get back up to 6. True, true, that's true, that's true. So, I, like, maybe, but the, and, and if they could have the price tag, the 49ers were offering three ones for 12, so Washington, I don't know what Washington would have been able to offer. You probably one of them detackles. The past three years, yeah, probably a couple of them detackles. Yeah, um, which is worth it, which is now completely worth it. If, if, if you're asking me, it's completely worth it now. It's completely worth it. Yeah, I agree. But go I ahead, agree. go ahead. But let's just say, for sake of argument, that, that Zach Wilson, um, Trevor Lawrence, and, and Trey Lance were all out of reach. So you're really deciding between Justin Fields and Mac Jones, okay? it's not You're not deciding behind, between five quarterbacks. You're deciding between two. Mm-hmm. And they look at Justin Fields, they look at Mac Jones, and then they look at Sam Howell. And they look at probably Spencer Rattler, who I will not come out this year. I highly doubt. Mm-hmm. But you look at Sam Howell, and then you look at maybe Malik Willis, and you look at uh, uh, a Kenny Pickett, and you look at a Keaton Slovis, or you look at Carson Strong, guys who were either really on the radar or, or less on the radar, and they say, hey, 
the options we have this year and what it would take to get them, we don't love as much as what we think the options next year could be. And I mean, again, as long as they have a plan and that plan ends up working, I'm all for it. And I think that that would make sense, Tay, for them to say, Sam Howell's coming out next year and we really like him. And we don't love these guys that we can get more than what we think will, will be available next year. And then on top of it, like you said, they were hired last season. So they don't have a lot. I mean, I'm sure they did their homework, but they don't have but a lot. scouting they, for this team exactly. for a year, for a season. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of stuff with, with quarterback. I think they're going to go quarterback this year. And I think they're going to find the right guy. They're going to find the right guy, too. I think they're yeah. going to find the right guy because I think a howl is going to be good. I think a picket's going to be good. And yeah. I, I really trust – I don't want Malik Willis, although he, he's, he's – he looks good. He looks the part. I have those conversations for sure, yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I, I think... I have my thoughts on Malik Willis as well. This year's draft class at quarterback, it's a lot of unknown, but mm-hmm. I think you can find... I think you can get a Herbert uh, uh, with a picket or something like that, and I think you can find a guy that can that can lead this, lead this franchise. I really like Kenny Pickett, man. <laughs> yeah, I like sometimes Pickett a lot. Sometimes with, with uh, college quarterbacks, you have to do uh, you know all the evaluating, but sometimes... Part of that is just watch how they play, how they move, how they operate, and does it look NFL? Like, like, mm-hmm. do they move and operate like an NFL quarterback? Kenny Pickett, he moves and operates like an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, so like playing against the Chiefs, like I'm, like I'm tired of playing against the Chiefs, playing against the Bills, playing against the Chargers, these teams with these really good young quarterbacks and it just being completely outmatched. But that will be the case until they have their own version of that to combat right. that, right? I mean, sure, there's some teams like um, the Titans with Derrick Henry who are built to run the ball the way that they do. But it almost feels like you're less likely to find a Derrick Henry type of running back than a, a really good young quarterback these days, you know, in some respects. Derrick Henry is beyond special. Yeah. So are these quarterbacks, but uh, you see a lot more quarterbacks coming out especially first round type guys than than running backs like Derrick Henry. So yeah, man, I like we talk about this season. I'm in a weird spot because I can't last year they were two and seven. Well last year when they were one and five, I was like, all right, let's lose. I want Trevor Lawrence two and seven. Let's lose. I want Trevor Lawrence. I want Zach Wilson one of these quarterbacks. They play the Packers this week in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is kind of on his like screw everybody tip. Goodness. Like you saw what he did after he scored on the Bears. So I, again, don't have the highest expectations this week. Just going to enjoy watching some football. Uh, and then they play the the Broncos, who they match up against better. Then they play, they come out of the bye. They play with the Bucks, right? After the bye. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they play, uh, I believe the Raiders. Let me see. Yep. No, no. Sorry. They play the Bucks. Then they go Tampa. Panthers, Seahawks. So they go. Okay. So after the Packers, that's when the, the, the toughest part of your schedule, that real tough part, like ends for like really ends because uh, you play the Broncos. Obviously you play the Bucks. That's really tough. Then you go Panthers who, you know, started off hot, have cooled down. Same for the Broncos. They both started three and zero and are now three and three. You play the Seahawks who still could be without Russell Wilson. And if the Seahawks are without Russell Wilson and it's uh, Gino, uh, uh, Gino Smith, Gino Smith, what's his name? Yep, Gino Smith. Gino Smith. <laughs> uh, then that game, you can absolutely win that game. With or with, with Taylor Heineke or Fitzpatrick or Kyle on whoever, Raiders another up and down team. That's you know they can be really explosive. Henry Ruggs is averaging over twenty two yards a catch. 
And then you go into that final MCU slate. Ron Rivera kind of has a history of having some teams that start off really slow in the year and then finish strong. I mean, we saw that last year. He had mm-hmm. some of that with the Panthers. And so the worst thing that could happen for me this year, Tay, is for them to finish middling again. Yeah. Don't You can't finish middle again. You got to finish somewhere that will earn you a high draft pick to where you can draft a franchise quarterback, or you have to show some real improvement like you are a legit team who can contend in the playoffs. If you finish 6-11 and 11 or 7-10 and 10, and then you have pick 15 to 18, 14 to 18, it's, it's, I would rather either extreme than middle. I like, I don't like lukewarm. Give me hot or cold. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest concern now is that they're going to be another middling team, another middling season, rather than just being bad like they need to be or being good, better. So I'm look, I'm, you, you made a point there before we close. You said that the hard part of the schedule is done which is very true. So you got for sure lost Green Bay, for sure lost <laughs> yeah, Tampa. Yeah, let's just call that a, let's call that a first, let's call those so two losses at, as the defense stands. So you're looking at six losses altogether. The rest of those are, I mean, besides Dallas, you'll probably get one from Ooh, Dallas. Dallas is, I hope Dallas has cooled down by then because, golly. Yeah, yeah, but you'll probably get one. I think one is at the end of the season too, so they may be resting one starters. Week, uh, it's no, week 16, so probably not. So probably not. Uh, I'm assuming you you maybe you split one of those. Um, That's seven losses. The rest of those games are pretty much toss up. Can go either way. I mean, they could. Yeah, go ahead. And you know how much Ron values those NFC East games and the fact that you got five back to back to back. I mean, they could go on. They could go on a stretch. But like I said, I'm at at this point. At this point, if I mean, say if Fitzpatrick comes back and he's slinging it. It's a possibility. Which is, which is totally, which is totally, which is bad. Which, <laughs> which is like, will happen again, <laughs> which again is like <laughs> a problem. I could absolutely <laughs> see Ryan Fitzpatrick coming back, resurgence, same as Alex Smith. You make some changes on defense, and you're not great, but suddenly you're good enough. And then you play the the Broncos, and you play the Panthers, and the Seahawks, and the Raiders, and the Eagles twice, and the Giants, and the Cowboys, and suddenly you're you know. So you said, what are they? They are um, they're two, two and four. four right now. Three of their losses are against AFC teams, so they barely matter in terms of tiebreakers. Two. So you go two and five, then you go three and five. At the buyer, three and five. You go three and six, Buccaneers. So you're three and six going to Panthers, Seahawks, maybe without Russell Wilson, Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. And suddenly, sure, you're three and six, but those last how many games? One, two, three, four, eight. five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, those last eight games are not against, uh, save for maybe the Cowboys, are not against mm-hmm. these explosive teams that you know we've succumbed to. Suddenly, you're yeah. in eight games that you could, that you that we will not be on this podcast <clears throat> saying guaranteed loss sixty to thirty. You know, <clears throat> and then so they say go if they go, on, say if they go into the break, and say if they go seven into and the break. ten. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? So, so say if they go on to break four and four, how would you feel about that 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 Tampa game? Like a strong four and four, they go into the into the bye week. Yeah, it's four and five. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how I feel, Dave. Yeah, you're not winning that game. They're just too loaded on offense there. 
and and uh, yeah, their defense is definitely not their passing defense. They don't have cornerbacks there, but uh, but as we've seen, that may not matter for Washington because right. Chiefs don't have any or have a bad passing defense too. I mean, yeah, man, I it's it's a tough spot to be in. I don't know they're in a yeah. tough spot. You're always going to be in a tough spot when you're not like all, just a straight up terrible team and you need a quarterback. Right. And I think that while they have been so bad to this point, they've given up so many points um, that they will improve enough to mess up their opportunity to fix that problem. All right. I can see that. At, like, you look at these teams that have turned it around um, or just teams that have managed to get a franchise quarterback because they managed to be bad enough at the right time, and Washington has not done that. Not without something else. If Dwayne Haskins wasn't on this roster at the 2020 draft, you're probably drafting Tua or Herbert. Mm-hmm. Because Haskins was there, you didn't take a quarterback. And look, maybe you dodged a bullet. Personally, I don't think Tua is it. But but still, I mean, RG3 would have been better if you would have just finished with the second pick. And he would have had those extra picks to draft and build around him or, or whatever, you know, or uh, 2015, you still had RG3. I just, there's just so many, there's just so many, like they have never managed to just be bad at the right time to get that quarterback and shoot back straight up. They never hit as much as it seems like they've hit rock bottom. They've never actually hit rock bottom. Right. Yeah. I, well, something I'm just looking at, I was curious to see what Tampa um, what Tampa did the year before they got Tom Brady, and they went they went eight and eight, right? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Patriots went twelve and four. So, if you're looking at Rodgers, say if you go seven and nine, and you're looking at Rodgers, I don't know. Yeah, it has to be there though. But I but my thing is, you have to have a you have to have a contingency plan in case you do go nine and seven, nine and eight, or or ten and seven. And you have to have yeah. you know. You do. I mean, like, it's, you still have to. That's the thing. So, just like, look, like, we talked, well, we did an episode. Remember, we compared the Bucks roster to Washington's roster to see how far away they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, our third receiver is like, our second receiver is like De'Ami Brown. Third receiver yeah. is like Adam Humphreys. Yeah. Their third receiver is Antonio Brown, who would be our first receiver on most receiver. Teams. Yeah. Right. And then they have three tight ends and then. Offensive lines playing well, whatever, and then linebackers and so like, I just think this team, I think that they need to stop the quick fix attempts. I think they need to just try to build. Yeah, that's what I it agree. Is. That's I mean, if Jamin Davis can pan out, if Cosme can pan out, if St. Juice can pan out, and like one other guy from this draft class, along with the guys who are panning out from last year, and then you have another solid draft class. Free agency is where you've got to start hitting because uh, this free agent class through six weeks is 0 for 3 compared to last year's free agent class, which is pretty good for a lot less money. But like at the end of the day for this season, either win, either finish and, and be a good team or just, <laughs> just don't win enough, don't win so much that you're suddenly in a tough position to address that quarterback position. That's that's, that's, it. that's that's it. all I'm hoping for. I'm still I'm still giving Ron his time. I'm still giving Jason Wright his time. Good lord, he's had people have been crushing him. I know Sean Taylor thing should have been much better. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I doubt you want to. 
No, I don't even want to talk yeah. about that. But... Yeah. So I'm giving Ron and his new because if you fire Ron, you're you're starting over again. If you fire Ron, I'm probably gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be tough. Oh, if you lose, if I, I just you can't fire Ron after after a division title. I mean, even that alone, you know, yeah. with what he had. You can't fire They still did battle back last year, regardless of who they played or what they battled back. I think the one thing this year is not expecting the Cowboys to start off five and one and be kind of running away with things here. That's, that's the thing that kind of, because even if you do get to that last five game stretch and you're at uh, you 12 games, say you were at like six, say you're at five and seven or six and six. I mean, the Cowboys could be like three or four games up on you mm-hmm. and suddenly those are five divisional games, but you don't really have a good shot at the division. Like nope. it's a long shot. You're playing for a wild card at that point. A lot more variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know. But all I know is that I've matured as a fan. I don't feel nearly as bad as I would under the circumstances. Um, and so I don't know. I don't really have any advice on how to get here. I got here <laughs> faster than I think. Cause I'm not apathetic Tay. I care. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely yeah. not apathy. I do care. Right. My lows just aren't as low. I think because my expectations are just low. Yeah. And I, I I did have lower expectations for this season than, than others. I know Jalen bleeding BNG, he said 12 and 5. <laughs> Rio's saying 11 and 6, 12 and 5. I don't remember exactly what you said, but it wasn't. I think that I was long. 11 and 6. <laughs> yeah. I think so, I was 11 and 6, 12 and 5. <laughs> the fall has been a little harder, a bit a little softer for me because I don't think I ever went above nine. Yeah. So. All right, man. Uh, we'll talk about the Packers game like tomorrow. Something uh, gonna, you know, keep. I, I wasn't able to do the film breakdown last week because Game Pass. They put the all twenty-two back in the U.S. version, but it's still it's just so buggy. It's so problematic, and sometimes I just like don't have the strength to try to deal with it. And like there was one night where I was trying to do a defensive, or I was trying to do some type of film breakdown for like an hour, and I literally just like it would not work for me to do it. Like. Like it would play the play, but the quality was messed up. I couldn't adjust the quality, and it just so sometimes if stuff doesn't happen, it's it's honestly because of the technical problems with Game Pass. But sure. thank you as always for watching for your support, and we'll talk about this Packers game here in a couple of days. This is Todd, and this is Tay. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.